Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome. The toll-free number is one 866 405 and uh, we'd love to hear from you today. Don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. On today's show, Victoria Stillwell... She is returning. Is that me vibrating? Or is it someone else vibrating? Must be somebody else. Must be someone else vibrating. Uh, you know, this, this is a radio show. We can turn off our uh, phones when we walk in the studio. Oh, that was my phone. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, anyway, Victoria Stillwell will be joining us in just a couple of minutes here. And, you know, there's there's different kind of dog trainers. We know the Caesar Milan, who's more of a disciplined dog trainer. He, dominant. Dominant is what they call that. Mm-hmm. Victoria's, she calls her training positive training. Positive reinforcement. Yeah, I yes. love that about her. And she thinks that uh, dogs have their very own language. And I, I would concur with her. And we're going to talk to her about that in just a couple of minutes. If you woof, have questions, woof. Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog looked up when you said that. She knows when I <laughs> when I growl, she's in trouble. Yeah. She yeah. does something. I just growl at her and she just goes. You, let's hear your growl, Judy. Come I on. I just go, <laughs> and, and And what she does is she, me- she immediately lays down on the floor. She goes down. Yeah. She knows. That's uh, that's scary when you do that. Yeah. I shudder. Do you I have... know when my hackles go up, my dogs run. Yeah. Do you have a growl? <laughs> do you use a growl at all, Lori? No, I, I don't do it. I don't do a growl. Mm-hmm. I do lift my leg once in a while. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and just mark. You know, I'm like, this is my sofa. You and you lift your leg. Yeah. <laughs> what? I. <laughs> Isn't that what they do? <laughs> yeah. I guess just so. Just kidding, out. Anyway, uh, if you have a question for Victoria. Call us up. Joey, what are you working on? Well, we're going to talk about the importance of a clean dog when it comes to de-shedding it. Some of us have very hairy dogs. If you don't have hair in your food, then something is completely wrong. But I cough up a hairball once a month. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Really? Miss Lori Brooks today? in the newsroom. <laughs> yes. What do you have coming up? Well, there is one pet oh, care center, we'll say out there and it is just at a, a record-breaking month and we'll tell you in what way and uh, how that's good for all of us okay that's on the way uh first your calls hi edith yes how are you today fine thank you where are you calling from uh, right out of uh, palm springs oh, california sounds beautiful and warm the desert <laughs> it's, it's it's lovely today yeah what's going on with your animals i have dr debbie right here uh well, uh, I just have a little uh, uh, Pomeranian uh, cream color, f- uh, four pounder, be two years old in December. And but she, what she does, she scratches and and chews on her feet. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. Just today, I uh, there's a man here who massages dogs, and I started massaging her. But it didn't make much. She liked it, but she didn't make any change in her scratching. But uh, I did find one of her brushes, and I started brushing her. And I think it helps a little bit, but I have no idea what makes her scratch. She doesn't seem to have dry skin. She doesn't have fleas or anything like that. She's perfectly healthy. So is there anything? Is it an allergy or what? So you're saying she's only chewing on her feet, nowhere else on her body? No, she scratches. She scratches with her feet. Okay. So elsewhere, like on the sides of her body, in general areas like that. Uh Okay. 
And you said no hair loss. There's no sores no, that you no can hair see. Loss. She kind of chews on her her feet, her uh, toenails. Well, with it, when we have a lot of itching but no apparent cause, I, I'm always going to backtrack and always tr- make sure we're treating effectively for fleas because one little flea can cause a systemic itch that lasts for many, many weeks. So if there's no fleas visible with well, that hair coat, eh, I just want to make sure we're... We I'm don't sorry? have fleas here. I guess it's too hot. We in don't Florida? Have fleas. I'm in, uh, near Palm Springs. Well, we have fleas. We have fleas over here. Yeah, and it can it can definitely vary. So I, I just don't want you to kind of close close that opportunity to to not miss an important thing because itching dogs, fleas, and parasites are going to be one of the first things I look at. Secondarily, yes, you mentioned allergies, and we can see some just general signs of allergies where pets will lick their feet. A lot of times they'll chew the undersides of their paw like something is there, but you don't see anything. Um, Or they can have scratching on their body. So those can be signs of allergies, and they might be related to foods. They can be related to things in the environment, uh, pollens, grasses, uh, things around the when house. She isn't outside. She's always inside. She doesn't go, or isn't around any other dogs. Yeah, and that doesn't, allergies don't discriminate that way. They don't no. follow those rules. So if you have grass within five miles of your house, she can have allergies to that. And oh. if you have trees down the road, she can have an allergy to that. So it doesn't matter if they live indoors. Um, in fact, the indoor allergies, gosh, the dust mites and things like that, um, they can be allergic to wool. So animals can be allergic to all these crazy things that people are. So, um, yeah. Keeping them indoors doesn't exclude that possibility. But there are some some remedies for general itching that if we don't see a lot of other problems, that you can go down the road. But I would say this is actually something that I actually like to get a veterinarian involved because there are some things that we can do and intervene with special diets um, to help try to treat the food allergy component. That's one of the things that I would probably see about getting in in, uh, line for your baby. And maybe even get her on a a fatty acid supplement, which is a natural um, anti-inflammatory. Those omega-3s and fish oils and fatty acids, they can have a very nice anti itch property for the mild allergies. Not so great for the bigger allergies, but that would be something we could try as well. Um, but in many cases, you know, I may want to, to do some sampling from her skin. Even though we're not seeing problems, there can be some evidence on the skin surface. And and this is where, as a veterinarian, we're kind of like sleuths and CSIs because we can find some very small signs that may not seem like a lot, but can give us a direction and, and maybe a medication or a different avenue we want to go to. So I'd encourage you to to have your little four pound pub uh, checked out by your veterinarian, and then um, maybe see about trying poor, some of those. We're known for our poor veterinarians. Okay, so if oh. you're a veterinarian and you're looking for a city to practice in, Palm Springs. <laughs> if you're a good vet, that's the place to go, right? I've had a lot of problems. Well, I, you know, check around because there's a lot of times um, the word of mouth, um, if you know people at dog parks, pet stores, places where a lot of pet lovers um, kind of congregate, that's a great source of, um, you know, referrals for veterinarians. And, and uh, that's a great way to find out, you know, other people that might be in the area. If you've had bad luck with vets, there's a million well, vets I, out I there. To and you just got to find one that fits. Health store for her food. She doesn't eat any grains. Well, ask them over at the health store. Say, do you know a good vet? Or ask one of your friends that has a dog. Ask them if they have a a good vet. I do, I do. And we have the (laughs) famous Dr. Salk's nephew here. Hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> Edith, hold on for one second there. We wish you the best of luck with this. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Your, your dog doesn't need to be infested by fleas to have a reaction. We learned that just a few weeks ago with Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. Yes, she had one flea. Just just one flea. You were only claiming that one flea, but that can do it. Yes, that saliva is very allergenic. In a few minutes, we're going to talk to Mo and Ross. These guys are a little bit nutty. Young kids... Young whippersnappers that have incre- that have created posters for cats, for for actually for cats, not of cats. No posters for cats. For cats. These okay. are these are designed for your cats. Wait. To, yes. Like a a poster like that you have in your office. They make them for cats. Yeah, like the hanging in there poster I have in my office. They have them for cats with little inspirational sayings. And uh, we'll have giveaways okay. of those, and we'll talk to the creators of those in just a few minutes. Yeah, it sounds a little weird, doesn't it? Just a little. <laughs> also, okay. uh, we'll be talking to Ripley's, believe it or not, Edward Meyer in his, this has got to be his 10th year or so here on At Animal least. Radio. We have him on every year. And he'll tell us about the unusual animals that are in this year's Ripley's, believe it or not. We'll have giveaways of that book. We have lots of giveaways today. I yes. love it. And Victoria Stillwell will be back with us. In just a few minutes, uh, I know you're a big fan, Lori, of Victoria Stillwell. I'm a huge fan of hers. Well, she has that positive reinforcement training, and that's all she does, It's and it works. Yeah, it is. You know, there's two kinds of modalities of training. There's the, uh, what do you call it, dominance, and then the positive treat-based training. Right. Reward. Dominance, and then reward the based. kind of reward-based, yeah. She is of the latter, and she has some amazing stuff to tell us about our dogs. You know, every year... Research and science tells us they understand more than we ever give them credit for. She's so smart. I mean, I, I remember she used to have a, a TV show on. Yes, oh, yeah, it, I remember that show. On Animal Planet, it's uh, it's Me or the Dog, and she has a book of which we will have giveaways. We've been calling it the the Bark Decoder, the Dog Decoder. The dog Decoder, Because yes. when we're trying to figure out what Ladybug's saying, we just go to the book, cross-reference it, and we know mm-hmm. Immediately, what's going on in Ladybug's head? She's Little so mind. smart with them, and she know. I mean, she's like a walking dog encyclopedia. Just amazing. We call I, her Wikipedia. Wikipedia. She doesn't know that. <laughs> but, don't uh, tell her you call her Vicky. I don't think she would take that. It's Victoria. <laughs> she's you know she's very proper. She was born in Wimbledon, you know where the the tennis. I didn't know that. She's from across the pond. Across the pond, and she'll be joining us. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, something I think that has just been such, you know, a long time coming. It's so hard when we have to say goodbye to our animal friends. And, you know, to me, really, I I think it's worse than saying goodbye to humans. Oh, no doubt. It's just, you know, because they're your heart. So now there is something that puts that goodbye on the same level as humans. And uh, it's a good story. We'll tell you about it in a little bit. I've told you before that when Uncle Louie passed, I, you know, it just didn't faze me. But, you know, mm-hmm. when one of my animals passes, it's very... Uh, oh, it tears you up. It leaves a hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one liked Uncle Louie anyway. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Ho, 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 ho. Happy Christmas, everybody, from Nelson Wilbury of the famous Traveling Wilburys. Clap, 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 clap. Cue the music. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year and get lots of little things in your stockings. Keep on traveling, folks. 
Bye-bye. Thousands of authors across the country have written books and published them with Page Publishing. If you've written a book, they can help you through the process. Cut through the confusion of the publishing world to make it easy for you. If they decide to publish your book, your work ends, theirs begins. From copy editing and proofing to typesetting and book cover art. Plus, get your book printed, distributed, and sold on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and in bookstores across the country. They even help promote your book. Biography, self-help, mystery, novels, sci-fi, or even a children's book. No matter what genre, Page Publishing can bring your book to life. And don't forget to ask about audiobooks. We do all of this for you. Call today for your free writer's guide packed with tips, tricks, and templates to help you finish what you started. 800-215-6815. 800-215-6815. 800-215-6815. That's 800-215-6815. I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and Adopt from Your Local Shelter. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. The holidays just around the corner, Christmas. And one of the great things that we get every year are the table size books, the Ripley's Believe It or Not, Unlock the Weird this year. Uh, we have Edward Meyer, as we have every year, to share with us some of the things that are in this year's Ripley's Believe It or Not. Hi, Edward. How you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. And thank you for having us on again. I'm not sure how many years it's been, but there's, <laughs> there's been a few in a row here. Yeah, well, you've been doing this for 38 years. You've been traveling around the world, and you've been collecting unusual stories and unusual artifacts. i got to think that the last, oh, decade or so, things have changed. People can't just send you pictures anymore. You have to actually go and verify things, don't you? Well, the job has changed considerably, some of it for the good, some of it for the bad. Um, in Ripley's era, you know, ni- 1918 to 1949 when he died, uh, typically people mailed him something and, you know, he either believed them himself and drew it from a photograph or, you know, hopped on a plane and went and saw it in, in person. Today we, we tend to get very little mail from the postman. It, it all comes on a computer. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the vetting, uh, you know, the, the the supply of material is more. You know, there's stuff coming in, and it's easier to find. But the vetting is harder, as you suggested. You know, you can't just believe it. And so, you know, yes, I travel quite a bit. Uh, I'm out and about all the time trying to verify stories, looking for new stories. And my main job with the company is not just the stories, but the artifacts themselves. I'm the guy who actually buys the things to put in our auditoriums, as well as tell the story in our books. And you've acquired, like, Marilyn Monroe's lingerie, Lee Harvey Oswald's mortuary toe, a meteorite from Mars. Toe tag. Toe tag. Yes, not the toe. The toe tag. tag. All right. Well, all of that is true, but you can now cross that first one out because way more significant, I just bought Marilyn Monroe's JFK Happy Birthday, Mr. President dress. Wow. uh, Wow. For a world record price uh, for any piece of clothing, and 
I, I think it may be uh, my my crowning achievement. Wow. I, I think for a long time people are going to be, he's the guy that bought the dress. <laughs> you know, so, so. Okay. Well, you know what? Wow. We are an animal show, and this year you have more animals inside Ripley's than uh, you could possibly imagine. The first one that I wanted to bring up, I saw this kitty on Instagram. And I immediately thought this cat had to be photoshopped or there had to to have been something done electronically. I'm going to guess you're talking about the cat that's got the big, funny alien eyes. Yes. 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 So every year we come up with a coffee table book. This is number 13. It's called Unlock the Weird. Uh, Oversized, lots of photos, over, over 500 photos in this book. And Chapter three is all about animals, and you've got this cat real big. You know, he's the whole two spread. But then a little later in the chapter, we have a smaller picture of him and the uh, explanation behind his funny eyes. And, you know, I I guess Alien Eyes is the title of it. The cat's name is Matilda, two-year-old tabby from Canada. Um, 105,000 followers on Instagram. I love that. Um, we, we find that cat stories work really well on Ripley's.com. They're always the most popular. But uh-huh. the eyes are disproportionate to the size of the head, and it just, you know, really looks uh, like, you know, the thing should be seeing in the dark sort of thing. What about this cat that has the loud purr? Did you actually have to go out, see the cat, and measure the uh, decibels of its purr? Not me personally, yes, but uh, we did send uh, one of our researchers there and had a lot of fun with it. And uh, uh, I, I was told that this cat would, you know, rock you off your chair. It was so loud. <laughs> Noisier than a washing machine at uh, 67, almost 68 decibels. Pretty wow, loud. Oh, that is 68 loud. decibels is uh, not as loud as an airplane going over your head, but. Uh, louder than the lawnmower when you're mowing your lawn and you can't hear your son talking to you. Absolutely. You know, we have a dog that gets into a lot of different things and will eat a lot of different things. There's a story on, I believe, page 74 about a dog that ate, I believe it was uh, a rifle round of uh, ammunition. I I was going to correct you, but I stand corrected myself. Page 84, we have Mocha, a dog that likes to eat watches. Okay. This is one of those ones that uh, we we got the x-ray, and we've actually now got all these watch parts. So we're going to display the contents of Mocha's stomach in one of our museums. And uh, <laughs> she, she's had a long career of swallowing stuff she shouldn't. And yeah. in this case, it's three whole watches and some leather jewelry. The owner notices that she's not exactly eating too well. And ticking. <laughs> Take, takes it to the vet, and we get the uh, x-ray as, as seen in the picture and a bunch of stuff. Nearly one pound of leather inside this dog's stomach as well as the metal pieces. I think all of these are great, especially if you're an animal lover, to see some of the unusual and the weird from Ripley's Believe It or Not. Unlock the Weird, this year's edition. I have 10 copies to give away if you're not lucky enough to get through, but you think it's a great Christmas gift for any one of your animal-loving or just weird-loving friends, or just weird friends altogether. <laughs> yeah, cat, you know, the pets is only one out of 10 chapters. Yes. There's something for everybody here, and, uh, you know, I, I would hazard to say our number one audience is teenage boys, but, you know... I'm looking at it. Oh, it's fascinating. You can't put Unless it down. Unless you're telling me I'm a 10-year-old boy, which, you know... Yes, could I, be true. Could be true. I really like it. And I think that, uh, listeners, if you want to pick it up, you should head over to Amazon or you should head to your local bookstore and ask for it. Ripley's Believe It or Not, Unlock the Weird. Edward, we will talk to you again next year. 
All right. Merry Christmas and have a great holiday season. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, everybody. This is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. How would you like to get a free smartphone? If you own a smartphone, listen to this incredible offer that's almost too good to be true. Right now, you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as $2 a day. Guaranteed for life. Plus, get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline now and we'll move your number from your existing service. Think of your savings. So don't wait. Switch your plan, save money, plus get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline line right now we guarantee you're gonna love our service if you don't like what we say you can hang up on us but you won't right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life call the free smartphone hotline right now 800-475-3351 800-475-3351 that's 800-475-3351 This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. More than half of all Americans own at least one pet these days. And hopefully for animal lovers like all of us here, this new trend will be sweeping the country. We're talking about a pet funeral home which opened just a few weeks ago in Lockport, New York. It's called Pets in Peaceful Rest and will allow families to say goodbye to their pets, you know, just like we say goodbye to a human member of our family or a friend. Scott Schmidt and his family transformed a vacant building in their town into a place they have dedicated to helping people honor and remember their pets. But Schmidt isn't new to this funeral business stuff. He has been a funeral director for humans, of course, for more than 30 years, and people kept asking him about funeral services for pets. So now there is, you know, this new state law in New York that allows people to be buried with their pets. So Schmidt felt that the time was right to start up his own business. It is the Pets in Peaceful Rest Funeral Home for Pets, and it includes a rainbow bridge room. And uh, as for Schmidt, this is a, a family affair, too, because his wife is also a pastor. And she says that this is personal for them because their four-year-old Great Dane has been diagnosed with a bone tumor. Mm. So everything just kind of fell into place. But I think it's going to be a good trend. Mm -hmm. Last month, tens of thousands of pet-loving Americans visited PetSmart stores for their November National Adoption Weekend. Now, this year's event was an enormous success with a grand total of, are you ready, 22,834 pets finding their forever homes in one weekend, making it their most successful event since PetSmart began hosting this event back in the early 1990s. The company says it is thrilled to see that we pet parents are thinking ahead and adopting a new furry family member before the holidays instead of putting, you know, a pet under the tree because this way it gives families more time to transition their new family member into the home. And thanks to a year of unprecedented adoption successes, PetSmart and PetSmart Charities recently, they said, celebrated saving the lives of 7 million pets. Good job. Isn't that terrific? I love those guys. Well, I have a plaque here in my office. You guys have seen it. It's got the saying on it. 
Saving one dog will not change the world, but for that one dog, the world will be forever changed. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do. Now, those, yeah, do you have that too, Hal? No, I, I don't. I just have seen it in your office. It's mine. Now, now, those are the words that are also on a plaque on the desk of Kelly Vale, who is the operations manager at the Humane Society of Marion County in Florida, where they have a new program called Stand By Me, which is designed to help save some pet owner animal relationships. The purpose of the program is to assist pet owners with the socialization of their newly adopted dogs. This way, the animal will have a better chance of remaining forever in its new home and not being returned to the shelter when undesirable behaviors, and this happens a lot, overwhelm the new owner. Some trainable issues they say that might cause possible returns include an animal that has too much energy, you know, just wasn't a good match. Uh, Potty training problems, that's usually the number one cause. Uh, Jumping, chewing, and that kind of thing. Through grant funding, the shelter has contracted with local professional dog trainers, and they also offer a free six-week group dog training class for owners adopting a pet from the shelter and the opportunity for new pet owners with isolated issues to find help. You know, say your dog had a, I was going to say a shoe fetish, but so many do, (laughs) but you know, a more abnormal problem. They could really help you solve it. And what's cool, the dog trainers also train the shelter workers to train dogs so that everybody gets in the loop. They say they're all in it to make a dog a forever family member. And uh, they add that nobody wants a dog that bites. That's a, a big reason a dog could be returned. But they warn about the misconception that pit bulls are the worst biters. These two trainers stress a dachshund is more likely to bite than any yep. other dog. Yep. Yeah, well, I've heard that. that. I've heard that. They're the worst biters, but they don't oh, inflict they, that they much damage. Teeth. Yeah, Good to know. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Fear Free Happy Homes. Don't forget you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Happy Homes. Helping your pets live their happiest, healthiest, fullest lives at home, at the vet, and everywhere in between. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. And thanks, Fear Free, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Only two more shopping. Stop it. (laughs) I know you haven't even started. I'm almost done. Yeah, you've got your list today. We're I do. Talking about it in just a few minutes here. These are going to be some items for the animal. I got your gift, Joey, this week. So I'm going to wrap you it up. You did. Yes, I did. What do you use for shampoo for your dog? You know, I have my favorites. Uh, my favorite's a professional product called Coat Handler. And that, that's that's my, my, my personal favorite. But we can't get that. Um, okay, okay, but normal. why is it your favorite, Joey? Why is it my favorite? Because mm-hmm. it has. It has all the uningredients in it. It doesn't have oils. It don't have silicones. It doesn't have lanolins in it. So it has nothing that's going to st- stay behind. Nothing that's going to leave a stain, and nothing that's gonna that's gonna stay behind and, and leave it tacky. But you say it's a professional stuff, so I can't. It's buy a professional the- product. No, you actually can. If you go on, listen. Pet shampoos aren't like. Um, 
a lot of things in human industries when it's professional, and only a professional can get it. If you go online, what you're going to do, and you search the um, code handler, it'll come up, and, and there'll be a bunch of distributors where you can buy it. The only problem is that these products are usually have dilution breakdowns. They're not ready to use. So oh. you, have to, you have to, you know... You know, break it down and, and, and put it in different jugs and all that. And that's because, you know, we're using a hell of a lot more of it. So, like a gallon of that will make 15 gallons if you order the gallons. And you know what? To be honest with you, if you go to your local Pet Smart, Petco, Pet Value, wherever you shop, there is a really, really good array of professional that, That's pet my shampoos. problem is <laughs> there's a huge array. I go there. There's so much I have no idea which one to pick. But I'm going to look for this one you mentioned. For Ladybug, I use a concentrate. And since yes. she only takes a little bit, I don't mix it up in a jug or anything like that. What I do is I take the concentrate and then I just pour, you know, a, like a quarter size on her and then add water on her back and mix it in without, can I do it that way? Without pre-mixing you know, it? With a small dog, you kind of can get away with that. With a big dog, I wouldn't for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're, you're, you're wasting a lot of product that's going down the drain. The other thing is this, is depending on the type of products you have and the surfactants and all that's in it, it's made to be diluted. So what happens is sometimes you're using, you know, if it's if it's a shampoo that has to be broken down 50 to 1, which I see them a lot, mm-hmm. when you use too much of it, you know, I may have 25 to 30 times more chemicals on my dog than is necessary. And in some cases, depending mm. on, you know, the formulation of the shampoo, could it cause um, skin irritation? Absolutely. I've seen that happen. So you got to mix it up before oh, okay. you use it. Y- yeah, but yeah, you know what? Okay. Something with ladybug, size of a quarter and the amount of shampoo that you're actually spreading with water, I don't think you'll ever have a problem. Okay. She's been... washing wear anyway, isn't uh, yeah, she? Yeah, I've been doing it for eight years. Correct. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, correct. Yeah. You don't have to do anything with her. You never even had to <laughs> potty train her. I know. <laughs> you you know what happens with dogs that have a lot of coat or bigger dogs? What ends up happening is is when you try to use a little bit, and then you don't actually get enough water on the coat. You can't spread it. So what I do is I have pockets of this concentrate that is on the skin because I can't spread it out evenly. So you know, Ladybug, you're not going to have that problem. Yeah, I can spread it out pretty evenly on her little body. So now that it's getting colder, the heat is coming on in the house more often. And it's you know on for a longer period of time. And it seems like I'm seeing... I know my dogs like roll on their back on a rug and kind of itch their back and just they're I think they're just you Getting know dry. a lot great, of dry Listen, skin. it's a great question to be quite honest with you. Um, what's it's just like us, you know, when the heat goes on in the house with us and, and I know summertime I I don't have to use really too much moisturizer. And in the wintertime, um, you know, i I moisturize after the shower and I moisturize during during the during the evening as well. And the same thing's gonna happen to your pet's skin because you're drying out the air with the you know, the radiator heat or especially if it's forced hot air, it's um, you know, gonna gonna really um kill their skin. There's a couple of things you can do. Um, but the easiest thing, actually, I'm just going to give you the easiest thing. Get a spray bottle with some water and just spray just spray the coat a little bit. Not You don't have to saturate. Just dampen it. And what that's going to do, it'll end up hydrating the skin, um, you know, automatically. And, and you'll have you'll have much better results that way. But that's the easiest thing that you can do. Okay. But, but mine see the water bottle coming and they go, <laughs> ah! Sponge. Sponge work. Just dampen that. Just what you gotta okay. do is dampen that coat a little bit. Damp a damp cloth, anything. Wipe them down, and um, it'll definitely make a difference. And make it fun for Thank them. Thank you. So you moisturize in the evening too? Yeah, believe it or not, I do. I do. I'm a baby. <laughs> I use stuff for my face, for my eyes, for my neck, and for my body. Yes, I do. 
Look at me at 51 years old. No wrinkles. Come really? On. Are you that that old? Because you look like you're about 25. Really, seriously. There you go. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Joey Volani, thank you so much. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This is Animal Radio. Happy Holidays from your friends at Fido Friendly Magazine. The fall-winter issue is available now for your dog to sniff out all the great Fido Friendly hotels and great products to set all tails wagging. This is the must-have issue of the year, so subscribe today at FidoFriendly.com. Make this a gift for an additional $10 for your Fido-loving friends and have a Fido fabulous holiday. This is Doug Gray, the Marshall Tucker Band, and forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Darn, I wish I was your dog. <laughs> you you treat your dog so well. She's my baby. Have you got She's her uh, holiday presents yet? No, not yet. Haven't but I started. Will. Oh, no. okay. We have Lee on the phone. Hi, Lee. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Wow. Hi. Well, we've got eight cats. Ranging eight from cats. 15, yeah. Ranging wow. from about 15 years old to the latest one is five months old. And we have a red uh, tomcat, about 10 years old, and he's always been, you know, cock of the walk, Mr. You know, Mr. Strong Guy. Okay. Well, about three years ago, we got two kittens, a male and a female, and uh, the female, she's real slender, uh, you know, petite and all that, but she terrorizes this 10-year-old tomcat. If they okay. just If they just see each other, he's got his tail between his leg and he just cowers and hides and it's just ruining his life he <laughs> i don't know what to do mm. yeah now tell me a little bit about the cat environment are these kitties all inside um tell me about how many litter pans you've got are they all uh, spayed and neutered three, three litter pans um they're able to go outside whenever they want to when it's nice they don't leave the yard you know they're real close they bounce okay. off the walls when they want back in. <laughs> and, yeah. Usually as they scratch on the walls to get outside, that's usually the, the limiting factor there. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, wait a second. Can I jump in here? You said you had eight cats? Yes. Eight cats and three litter pans, right? Yes. I know okay. where you're going, Hal. Well, well there's about how, uh, three of them go say, outside on a regular basis, so... Okay. Well, and there's if there's the outdoor toilet options, that's great. But inside those walls, and I think what Hal was getting at is that in the indoor environment, three toilet options for eight cats is too few. And we and generally have the... 
and we generally have the guideline that we want to have one extra litter pan than we do per cat. So, wow, that would mean you'd need nine litter pans in your house. And um, <laughs> perhaps that might not be a, uh, you know an option for you, but we definitely need to see about increasing some toilet areas for these kitties um, because there's some verbal and nonverbal communication that goes on. But in often cases when we have kitties that are having these kind of interpersonal problems, if you will, there's also a lot of other issues. And, and my question next would be, do you have any kitties that are going uh, pee or poop inappropriately in the house? We have, well, him, because mm-hmm. she won't let him go to the cat boxes. She won't let him go yep. to the dry food area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, And wherever he finds a place to cower, that's where he goes to the bathroom at. So we're, okay. you know, well, this is this is an easy fix, at least on the surface. <laughs> Nothing but cats is really easy, but at least on the surface, I can tell you there's so much competition in your house for resources. Food as a resource, the toilet area as a resource. So we do need to give extra um, availability there. Um, you can add new sites. Um, make sure you kind of mix it up in areas where cats are not really going right now. Give some opportunities because if he does not have um, her permission to get into certain areas of the house, he's not going to have anywhere to go. And yes, it's going to escalate and you're going to have more of these um, elimination problems and then, you know, potentially even more aggression issues. Um, The other thing that I would certainly do for these guys is I would like to see um, you using some pheromones in the home. Um, Pheromones are the scent hormones that any species of animal and even humans gives off. Um, We can't smell a cat pheromone, but they can smell it. And it can help in some of these multi-cat situations, especially if we're running into elimination problems, um, inter-cat aggression problems. It's basically something you plug into the wall, like a plug-in air freshener, and it emits this over about a month period of time. And that can help in kind of a non-chemical way to try to help these guys out. Um, but well, I think just adding in the extra bathroom sites will make a big difference for you. Okay, I'll do that. But uh, the rest of them, they all get along together. They sleep together. They groom each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, even these two, sometimes when my wife's in bed, they'll lay together. But mm-hmm. when they get out from the bedroom, if she sees him, she's on him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do even have to look at, if we have particularly just the two kitties that were having problems, in some cases, I will take the aggressor cat, the one that is doing more of the attacking, and I will actually confine that one to a small area to help build confidence in the cat that's being attacked. Um, and that kind of allows them to explore their territory without the fear of being attacked or being um, kind of kept away from the resources. You can't do that without doing these other steps that I mentioned as far as giving extra litter box sites. But that's one way to kind of help mix things up a little bit and to allow the cat that's getting beaten up um, some opportunities to get around the house and to build confidence. And sometimes also I will add in anxiety medicines for those two suspect cats. Um, It's not for everybody and it's not always feasible for everyone, especially if the kitties go come and go kind of um, at will. But that might be something we need to think about as well. So Give them more potty boxes and, uh, you know, give uh, our, our tomcat a little bit of room and a little bit of uh, one-on-one time, even with yourselves or with the other cats, just so he can build that confidence and see if we can get these kitties uh, to play nice, if we will, in the cat box. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. 
Hi, I'm Dan Aykroyd. Have the happiest of holidays. This is Heather Locklear wishing you all the merriest Christmas. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Thousands of authors across the country have written books and published them with Page Publishing. If you've written a book, they can help you through the process. Cut through the confusion of the publishing world to make it easy for you. If they decide to publish your book, your work ends, theirs begins. From copy editing and proofing to typesetting and book cover art. Plus, get your book printed, distributed, and sold on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and in bookstores across the country. They even help promote your book. Biography, self-help, mystery, novels, sci-fi, or even a children's book. No matter what genre, Page Publishing can bring your book to life. And don't forget to ask about audiobooks. We do all of this for you. Call today for your free writer's guide, packed with tips, tricks, and templates to help you finish what you started. 800-215-6815. That's 800-215-6815. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And this hour, Victoria Stilwell will be joining us to help you with... uh, She actually is going to define what tail wags mean. Because apparently there's like different tail wags. Mm -hmm. Your dog may wag it one way or another direction. They actually mean things. And she's going to tell us what they mean in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. We're also going to have your gift list coming up in a few minutes. And we're going to have giveaways from that. And including in our giveaways, the Ripley's, the brand new Ripley's, believe it or not, unlock the weird with some amazing animals inside of it. Joey's been looking at it for the last half an hour. He likes picture <laughs> yes. books. Is that yes. why he's yes, so quiet? I like it. Yes. <laughs> what are you working on over there, Lori? Um, I have uh, actually uh, opened up my email, and and Judy sent me this terrific story on the eight easiest dog breeds to train. The eight easiest dog breeds to train. I wonder if the Jack Russell ladybug is on that list. Well, Jack Russells are pretty intelligent. They are intelligent. I don't know if they're easy. They're very intelligent. Yeah. But I don't know if they're easy. They're intelligent. I wonder what the Yeah, I don't think they're easy to train, though. I think they just know how to do things that you don't want them to know. Yeah, they're too smart for their own good. What uh, I can tell you chows are not on here. Chows are not on there. Yeah, I don't think they're easy to train. I had three train. of them, yeah. They're, no, not at all. I think they actually might be at the bottom. I've seen this list before, and I think they're at the <laughs> bottom of the list. But I, I don't know. We'll find out in just a couple of minutes. What is uh, Robert working on there today? Five holiday traditions that can land your pet on the naughty list. Holiday traditions that can land your pet on the naughty list. Yes. Okay, he'll have that in just a few minutes. Uh, Let's go to the phones for your calls from the free animal radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, Robert, where are you calling from today? Chicago, Illinois. Beautiful place. Okay, well, I got the good doctor right here. What's going on? Well, we have a dog and a miniature pincher and a cat. The dog is traveling with me. I'm I'm a truck driver, so the whole week I'm, I'm going with the dog. And okay. uh, when when I come back on the, on the weekends, the the cat is peeing in a in a dog's bed, and for like in the a dog's last, bed. I don't know, maybe month or something like that. We we didn't have a problem problem before, but just just last month that that started to happen. And the cat cat uh, it was she she's sick, so I don't know what what we could do. 
Okay, so just so I'm clear, when you're away, the dog is with you, and the cat's yes. fine, but when you return home with the dog, the cat is urinating in the dog's bed or your bed? In the dog's bed. In the dog's bed. And this only yes. is when the dog is returned to the house. Yes. Oh, that sounds naughty. <laughs> what a naughty kitty. <laughs> you know, when, when we come back, you know, dog dog is after after being uh, five days in the truck, he's, he wants to play with the, with my daughter. And uh, the, he wants to play with the cat. When before I started to drive, you know, the, doing the trucking, they they were home all the time and they were playing, you know, without the problems. They are together for like four or five years. So I mm-hmm. started driving a year ago, and and that and the the, the trouble started last last month with the, with the cat. We we were not sure what what we can okay. do and why. All right. Happening. Well, I, I think a lot of this is going to be driven out of marking um, territories and resources. And, and and I laugh because it's such a naughty kitty. It just seems like such a blatant thing, like saying, this is mine. This is my spot. And, you know, you may be back, but this is still my spot. So some of the things that I might ask you to do might be a little bit challenging. Um, now, when, um, when your dog is around, um, where does your cat eat? Uh, where does he eat? Yeah, where's the your cat's food bowl? Um, we have a cradle for a for a cat because she's crouching the furniture a little bit, and we have a lot of furniture, so we put her for a night in uh, into her cradle, and that's that's where her uh, food is. But okay, uh, so- you know, the the dog is he eating the the cat food sometimes uh, also. Okay. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> they definitely do. Yeah. Okay, so this, there's a couple things I would have you do. Now, one of the things that you can do when your dog is away is I'd like you to start feeding your cat inside the dog's bed. So okay. actually put the food inside the bed in a bowl, um, not just laying in the bed, and, and to start to use this as a feeding site for your kitty. Now, that's going to do two things. It's going to make her less apt to want to urinate there in the future because, you know, cats are tidy animals and we don't want to soil where the food is. Now, ideally, what I would ask you to do is to get two different beds and to provide one of the beds for the kitty and make that kind of her spot um, where she can um, have a very similar um, environment to the dog's bed and, and see if she will claim that and accept that as her own without marking on the dog's spot. The other thing we can do um, is going to be a little bit more challenging is we can we can try to make the environment um, uh, on the on the opposite end of the spectrum we can make the environment around the dog's bed unappealing to the kitty um, so sometimes we can do things like uh, motion activated uh, um, like compressed air canisters and uh, turning uh, plastic uh, runners upside down around that area um, those kind of things will be useful to keep kitty away, but they may keep your dog away from that as well. So you have to kind of keep that keep that in mind. Um, the other thing that I'd really ask you to do is to pick up um, some kitty pheromone um, diffusers. Now these are plug-in dispensers that don't give off smells like lilacs and and vanilla, French vanilla. They're going to give off um, a, a scent hormone that you can 
cannot detect, but cats can, and it can help kind of calm them. And when we're having some territorial or cat behavior issues, it's something we like to use in the area where the problem is occurring, so in the zone where the dog bed is. Um, and that would definitely be something that I would like to see you try. And then also making sure that the kitty's food is out of dog's reach because we don't want to create any other competitions um, if kitty feels like, She's got to uh, claim other resources in the house, such as her food, um, sleeping sites, um, all of that kind of stuff. It might make some more um, behavior problems more likely. So get make sure that food is elevated for Kitty where the dog can't get to it. Um, and then um, also give her you know some other sites where she can kind of perch and look out and look down on her subjects, especially the dog in the household. Because um, cats like to get up high and she'll feel more secure and she'll be less apt to need to feel tomorrow mark her territory. Um, so that's all we need for cats. You know, a lot of times it's all mental play. It's making them feel and recognize that they are the kings and queens of our house. And as long as everything is cool, or as long as they're the kings and queens, everything is cool. So um, those are some of the ways you can kind of help that happen. Okay. Well, we're going to try. We're going to try everything. So thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for your call. We appreciate it. Let us know if that works. If, you, if you're still having a problem, just give us a call. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hello, everyone. It's Robert Semro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio List, five holiday traditions that can land your pet on the naughty list. I'm here with a timely reminder during the busy holiday season that some of your holiday traditions can put your pet at risk. Here are some helpful reminders for pet parents. Decking the halls with boughs of holly can be very dangerous to our pets, so you may want to skip that tradition altogether and just stick to jingle bells. Mistletoe and holly are a holiday tradition, but if ingested by dogs or cats, it can cause severe issues. So make sure that if you're going to use them, you do so with care and vigilance, and check daily to make sure that they are still where you place them and that they haven't gone missing. Christmas trees are a holiday tradition for most, and I know that brings with it several things responsible pet parents must take into consideration. Let's start at the bottom. The water reservoir is so tempting for pets. The problem is that the water may contain bacteria, chemical additives, and other preservatives that are used to keep the tree fresher longer, but can cause problems for our pets. One simple solution may be to put a small amount of chicken wire or screen over the opening of the water basin. It allows you to check and fill the water, but it keeps your pets safe. Ornaments make Christmas trees something beautiful and warm. Unfortunately for our pets, this can be seen as a new playground for them to explore and play with. So be sure to have an ever-watchful eye on the ornaments and keep ornaments off of the lower and easier-to-reach branches. Speaking of dazzling Christmas trees, let's not forget Christmas lights. These blinking and flashing lights add beauty to the tree, but raise the curiosity level, especially for cats. So again, be sure to keep these off easier-to-reach branches, and as always, watch and see how your pets react to these new introductions to their environments. They're going to be curious. The bigger concern is where and what that curiosity leads to. If you see them engaging the tree to get at the decorations, you're going to need to redirect them and make sure that they know and understand that they cannot touch the tree. Remember the mantra, we look with our eyes, not with our mouths and paws. Finally, holiday foods and get-togethers are what the season is made for. This too, however, can be extremely dangerous for our pets. 
Make sure that your guests know that they're not to share their food and beverages with your pets, knowingly or unknowingly. Also, make sure your pets have a safe place to retreat to and that they are not overwhelmed and stressed out. We here at Animal Radio wish you a very merry and happy holidays and want you to do so with an eye towards the safety of your pets. Let's not find our pets on the naughty list and find ourselves in the vet's office for something that was avoidable this holiday season. Share your pet holiday safety tips on our Animal Radio Facebook page. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A man in South Carolina jumped on the back of a 10-foot alligator to save his girlfriend's dog as it was being dragged into a lake. Brent Carey was taking a walk with his girlfriend and her dog Chance when an alligator jumped out of the water and started to drag Chance into the lake. Carey jumped on the back of the alligator and frantically wrestled Chance out of his deadly jaws. Finally, the gator gave up the little dog who ran safely to shore. Jessica Turner, Chance's owner, said she can't close her eyes without seeing little Chance's head in the gator's mouth. The Department of Natural Resources sternly informed Carrie that he or anyone else should never jump on the back of a 10-foot alligator. Uh, just in case you were thinking of doing it. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Randy Travis, hoping you and your family have a safe and happy holiday season. How would you like to get a free smartphone? If you own a smartphone, listen to this incredible offer that's almost too good to be true. Right now, you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as $2 a day. Guaranteed for life. Plus, get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline now and we'll move your number from your existing service. Think of your savings. So don't wait. Switch your plan, save money, plus get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline line right now we guarantee you're gonna love our service if you don't like what we say you can hang up on us but you won't right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life call the free smartphone hotline right now 800-475-3351 800-475-3351 that's 800-475-3351 Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. (laughs) If it's usable, use it. Otherwise, cut it and get out. Two shopping weeks and uh, that means two weeks till I start shopping. Um, You're horrible. Victoria Stillwell is just around the corner. I'm going to ask her if dogs feel guilt because actually some of the presents that I did get, the dog got into already. I hid them away. I don't know how uh, the dog found them. Sniffed it out. Sniffed it out. And uh, when I caught them, they looked guilty. They kind of slinked away. They slinked away. They, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dad. I didn't mean to do that. So I wonder if they feel guilt because- you know, 20, 30 years ago, we didn't even think they felt pain. Yeah, we don't think they felt anything, really. My dad, he uh, he told me they don't feel pain. They don't feel... I mean, he the dog was in the backyard, never came in the house. 
Wow. They ever come out on the bed or on the couch or anything like that. But things have changed quite a bit, and there's a lot of research and scientific evidence to support that animals feel more than we give them credit for. So we, we'll find out. We don't know how much they feel. Victoria's new book, The Secret Language of Dogs, will have giveaways of that coming up in just a few minutes. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? You know, we talk about placebos for humans. You know, oh, just, you know, do you take a placebo or, you know, the doctor gives you a placebo? Or the blind imagine, scientific studies with placebos. Yeah. Yes. Imagine if we could give a placebo to an animal, say a dog, but would it work? And how would we know? We now have evidence that a placebo will be effective for a dog. Now, wait a second. Really? A placebo, they would have to think, <laughs> think that, that it's, it's the supposed real thing. to help them, yeah. Well, maybe okay. they are pretty smart. I will explain. <laughs> okay. They are smarter. Okay, that's on the way here on Animal <laughs> Radio. First, it is time for Judy Claus. She is all dressed up in her little Santa hat today. This is week three of her list. All of these items on her list are over at AnimalRadio.com. She has hand-selected 10 items that she thinks are just the bomb. Yeah, and this week... How old is that? (laughs) I must... The bomb. (laughs) I'm sorry. She thinks they're really cool. They are cool. And this week, we have a couple of items for dogs. Oh, good. We're going to start with the Paw 5 Wooly Snuffle Mat. Snuffle mat. It's huh? called a woolly snuffle mat. Okay. The only way I can describe it is think of like a shag carpet. Okay. okay. It's like the size of a doormat. It's like shag carpet. It's They're about four to five inches long. You know what it looks to me like what? is when you go into the car wash, the little thing, yeah, the spinning the thing things. that will scrub your car. It does look like it would wash your car. Yes. Uh, that might be another idea. So it's like an oversized it. shag carpet. Yeah. And what, what does it do? What you do is you put the dog's dry kibble in it. You put it in there, and they have to forage for it, and they have to sniff out the food. And what it does is it slows down their eating, and it cons- it encourages the natural foraging skills that a dog has. You know, you put a bowl of food down, and two seconds it's gone. Which is not good. No, if you put it in this, they have to sniff through it, and they have to pick out all the ind- individual pieces and eat the food. That's kind of cool. And it's for any size doggy. For a small dog, you can put small kibble. A large dog, you put large kibble. And then, of course, you got to figure out it's going to get pretty dirty and nasty after a while. You just throw it in the machine. The washing oh, really? Machine. That's yep. washable? It's washable. You throw it in there. How cool. You know, I was thinking you could probably even do this for a cat, for a cat with dry food, you know, and, you know, make a cat take a little bit longer and make it kind of a game to eat their food. I walk around all the time with kibble in my pockets. And of course, each dog has different kibble. So I take <laughs> off my sweatshirt and hang it over the chair. And the dogs are always sniffing like... I know there's something in there, so this might be a great idea. I Absolutely. love it. Yeah. it it's kind of hard to describe. We're holding it up to the microphone for you to see. If you'd like to go over to the website at animalradio.com, you can see what it's all about. Plus, you can see a link directly to the source to buy it. And we'll give this one away, the Paw 5 Wooly, the official snuffle mat. What's our next item? Our next item is from Pride Bites. You might remember them. They were on Shark Tank, and they let you go in, and you can design and customize and buy one-of-a-kind product for your animal. Well, they have made these Tough Balls 
of the emoji series. Oh, that's what those the emojis. are. Emojis, yes, all those little you know things that you use for all your little cats yellow guys. And little yellow guys. They've got a series of three: one with the smile with the heart eyes, one with sunglasses, and one with the you know eye closed, tongue hanging out kind now, of. Now, why would our animals one. like that? Is it a toy? It's a, yeah, it's a ball. It's a big ball. Oh, okay, for your dog just to play with it. It's just kind of fun. It's cute. They're just the emojis that everybody has. I, I'm trying to squeeze them. They don't squeak. So I thought that would might get my dog interested, but they don't squeak. No. They're like a soft, it's kind of a soft tennis ball. They're soft. Here, throw that over here yeah, because they're a little bit larger. Is a ball free. Yeah, they're a little bit larger, I think, than a tennis ball. Here, let's see if Roro likes fun. it. They're fun. They're cute. It's a, <laughs> he does. <laughs> look at him. Roro, It's come the here. Pride Bite Tough Balls tested by Roro, who loves them. And, uh, <laughs> he is a yeah, ball crazy Yeah, and you can, you know, you can, they're, you can play with them both indoors and outdoors. And they look like they might even be washable. I bet they are. Yeah, okay. And they're a great price. You get a set of three of them, and they're from Pride Bites. And another great gift for your dog-loving friends for make the holidays. A, yeah, make a great stocking stuffer. I'll go ahead and give this one away. Pride Bites Tough Balls, the emoji series, three emoji toys for your dog. If you're not lucky enough to get through, you can head to our website at animalradio.com and link to, to a place where you can actually get this for your dogs. And again, it's a stocking stuffer size, too. So you can Perfect. pop it right in there for your oh, animals. Oh, yeah, it's cute. It's very cute. There you go. Week three of the list, and uh, the whole list, by the way, over at animalradio.com. We're going to head back to the phones for your calls in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again. My brain skipped. <laughs> Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. Thousands of authors across the country have written books and published them with Page Publishing. If you've written a book, they can help you through the process. Cut through the confusion of the publishing world to make it easy for you. If they decide to publish your book, your work ends, theirs begins. From copy editing and proofing to typesetting and book cover art. Plus, get your book printed, distributed, and sold on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and in bookstores across the country. They even help promote your book. Biography, self-help, mystery, novels, sci-fi, or even a children's book. No matter what genre, Page Publishing can bring your book to life. And don't forget to ask about audiobooks. We do all of this for you. Call today for your free writer's guide packed with tips, tricks, and templates to help you finish what you started. 800-215-6815-800-215-6815-800-215-6815. That's 800-215-6815. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Hey, if you or your family is thinking about adopting a new dog or a puppy, one thing to really think about is how easy is it going to be to train the breed of dog that you're thinking about? Mm. You see, yeah, from house training to teaching him fun tricks, dog training is an enormous factor in a positive relationship. A well-trained dog who listens to his master is also a safer dog to be around, and it's, it's really more fun to be around. So 
Here are the top eight dog breeds that are said to be the easiest to train. Golden Retrievers. Now, they're not in any sort of order. It's just that these are all easy to train dogs. German Shepherds. Smart. Poodles. Very smart. Labs. Uh, collies. Wait, wait, wait. You know, labs classy. came in what fourth on that list? No, it's not in order. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not in order. I mean, they're not saying that the you know golden retrievers are the smartest, but they these are just dogs, different kinds of dogs that are very easy to train. Okay. Compared to when I trained to try to train a, a chow chow. Okay. Three of them. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody told me. Oh my gosh, that's the hardest dog to train. And they were right. <laughs> but uh, collies are also on the list, like uh, Lassie. Doberman Pinschers. Now, when I came across that, I thought, really? Mm. Because, you know, some people see a Doberman as being an aggressive dog, but they can also be a great companion if they're properly trained. But they do sometimes have OCD issues, if you didn't know that. But with a Doberman, they say you must ensure that it sees you as the alpha leader in the household. Also easy to train, Australian Shepherds, but they are very, very energetic and uh, best suited to doing advanced tricks, uh, agility courses, and things that keep them busy. And the same could be said for Border Collies, which is the the final one on this list. It's a, a working dog that needs to be kept busy all the time with things around the house. So the cool thing about that is you can, you know, teach it tricks that might help you get your chores done. Yeah. And it could herd you in the off time. See, Labrador Retrievers, I didn't think that they were that smart as far as, I mean, the, the ones that I've known, happy dog, happy dog, oh, bird. Right, right. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. And then when I, I saw that, and let me see if they wrote any notes on Labradors. Labs are also one of the first choices of, of dog breeds for service dogs for the disabled. So, yeah, I mean, huh. true. Mm. I mean, so they've got to be intelligent. I'm not saying they're not intelligent. They seem to be easily distracted. <laughs> Happy dog. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, a, a placebo is anything that seems to be. You guys know what a placebo is, but, you know. Anything that seems to be a real treatment, like a pill or a shot, uh, the so-called placebo effect, it is the successful result of a patient given a placebo treatment. And we find out that it may work for pets, too. A placebo. What? There's some, yeah, research on the placebo effect proves, you know, that there is a great relationship between mind and body. And there was this study done back in 2010. It was even published in the Journal of Veterinary Internal Medicine. And researchers tested a treatment for canine epilepsy. And they discovered that dogs that were in the placebo group of that study were having fewer seizures than when they began the trial. So how weird is that? That is weird. Yeah, analyzing it, they say it doesn't mean that the dogs were reacting to the placebo because there's nothing to react to. Experts explain that placebos change the behavior of the pet owners in that case more than anything in the animal's physiology. So as a result, this would imply that the pet itself is not experiencing anything, you know, the placebo effect. It's the pet owner Uh who is responding to the placebo. The fact that the owner is monitoring their pet better, thinking that it's, you know, being helped is helping the pet to feel more at ease and to actually get better. That is interesting. Mars Incorporated has found that another company's pill-disguising pet treats are a little hard for it to swallow. And so Mars is suing J.M. Smucker Company. 
Mars claims that Smucker's is infringing on its trademark for uh, Greenies Pill Pocket Pet Treats with its new Milk Bone Pill Pouches. Mars says that Smucker created a confusingly similar product to theirs. Mars argues that the term pouches is... <gasps> misleading because the pet treat is simply a treat with a hole in the middle and is thus not a pouch. <laughs> and that's a quote from the lawsuit. <laughs> I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. And Lori, just a few minutes ago, you were talking about the plaque that's up in your office. And uh, I have, of course, a poster in my office. I have the... uh, the hang in there with the cat hanging from the branches. God, how, how old is that? That's actually an original poster, too. And I Aww. use that every day to uh, get me through the day. Someone else who knows the uh, how well inspirational posters can be is Mo Golden and Ross. And they're joining us on the phone right now. Hi, Mo and Ross. Hi. Hello. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I checked out your video online. I said, we got to have these guys on the show. You guys are a nutty couple. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What, a, little, a little nutty. Yeah. What? Uh, so you have these new posters, and they're inspirational posters. They're they're for cats, right? They're for cats. Yes. They. Uh, we have designed a series of inspirational posters for cats. And we've, yeah, we've used the um, proportions of the cat to design the sizing and where to hang it on the wall so that they will relate to it best. It's a scientific process, really. Yeah, <laughs> they, I bet. They, they are the size of a postcard, and, uh, but for a cat... It's a perfect size. That would be the size of a poster. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> And I, yeah, I heard you talking about the, the hang in there thing. When we first designed them, we were trying to come up with the designs, and we realized that we didn't want to have cats on them because we didn't think that cats would actually respond to stranger cats. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, cat, a strange cat is terrifying to a cat. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Oh, totally. yeah, I couldn't put pictures of cats around my house if it wasn't my own cat. If uh, the poster in my office was a guy hanging from a tree saying hang in there, it, there you it, go. it wouldn't be hanging in my office. Or... Yeah, so the posters that we've designed have images of things that cats like to look at. Like, like kibble. Kibble, okay. Uh, fish. Um, or even, we've even made some custom posters featuring the cat's owner. Um, for instance, there's one that I made for my cat, which has my picture, <laughs> and it says, Mama Loves You on it. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's so cute. They all have uh, different sayings on them that you've, uh, you've put, like, dream your dream. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Reach for the stars. My favorite is our newest one. It says Y-O-G-N-Y, and then underneath it says you only get nine YOLOs. Oh, you you only live, (laughs) yeah, you see you only live once, but you get nine of those. (laughs) That's good. That's a good one. So, uh, Yogni, hashtag Yogni. (laughs) So I've imagined that you, uh, well, first of all, do I just put these right above the food bowl, just where do I put well, these? So I love cat level. I'm so glad you asked. What's, what's your name again? I'm Hal. Oh, hi, Hal. Hey, Ross. I'm so glad you asked that, Hal. Yes. 
Um, so we actually, uh, each set of posters comes with a detailed uh, installation uh, guide. Instructions. And it's, it's, yes. a four step, it's a four-step process. Okay. First, uh, step one, you uh, choose a poster with your cat. Oh, you want you just kind of now? You just hold them to up to them and see which one they react to. Or yeah, what? exactly. You and, can just sit down with your cat and see which one, or you can just think about their habits and their preferences, and you'll probably know which is best for them. Like a lot of the humans know that their cat really needs the one about their bowl being ever full. Yeah, abundance may your bowl be ever full because that's yeah. a big source of stress for cats. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Ross, yet there is still more instructions. There are two. <laughs> there are two additional steps. Take a measurement. Paw to jaw. Take a measurement. So, and, the, and the purpose of this measurement is that it allows you then to, in step four, line up that poster according to that measurement. So that way it's going to be at exactly cat eye level. Oh, okay. And I, I see with your uh, posters, you've included a little uh, measurement stick. We have, yes, there's a, yeah. a measure, uh, well, we call it a measuring tool um, <laughs> because it's actually printed directly on the instructions. Um, so well, it's we, still a we, bonus. We, it's still free, and it's it, it, it's, it is free. You know. It's definitely a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Making that bonus bubble on the packaging was one of my favorite parts of the project. That was, I think that was really exciting for both of us. <laughs> so, how do the pets react? What what is their general uh, feeling once seeing these posters? Do you notice more motivation in their life? Yeah. So when we first started, it was kind of a joke, and we were wondering, and I even... There's a lot of coffee involved. <laughs> and I even really? brought some, um, yeah, as all good ideas, um, I brought some catnip spray with me to our first meeting with a cat, just in case. I was like, oh, well, you know, if they don't respond, I'll just spray it on there and then see if they'll interact with it. We never needed that because the cats actually responded to the posters, and we've had kind of varied responses. Um, some people some of the cats did actually like seem to be calmer when they were eating and some of them got real excited and went out hunting great idea i'm going to go ahead and give one away right now the inspiration posters for extraordinary cats and if you want to learn more you can head to the website inspiration.com of course we have links from everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com thank you so much mo and ross for hanging out with us today Hey, yeah, thanks it's been for a pleasure. Thanks so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. It was nice meeting you both. Thousands of authors across the country have written books and published them with Page Publishing. If you've written a book, they can help you through the process. Cut through the confusion of the publishing world to make it easy for you. If they decide to publish your book, your work ends, theirs begins. From copy editing and proofing to typesetting and book cover art. Plus, get your book printed, distributed, and sold on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and in bookstores across the country. They even help promote your book. Biography, self-help, mystery, novels, sci-fi, or even a children's book. No matter what genre, Page Publishing can bring your book to life. And don't forget to ask about audiobooks. We do all of this for you. Call today for your free writer's guide, packed with tips, tricks, and templates to help you finish what you started. 800-215-6815. 800-215-6815. That's 800-215-6815. Hi, this is Carrie Annie Nava from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
You know, there's been some recent studies that show that the minds of canines have a rich social intelligence and they understand vocal language almost as complex there. Their understanding is our very own. And we have Victoria Stillwell back on the show. Victoria, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. You have a book out called The Secret Language of Dogs. And I'll have giveaways in just a couple of minutes, but I want to talk a little bit about this. I know that my dog comes up to me and does different kinds of tail wag. Sometimes they'll be down. Sometimes they'll be up and back and forth. You understand what these mean. I don't. Tell me. It's a, Yes. Obviously, the tail is a real... It's an expression of the dog's internal emotional state. And, of course, different dogs, different breeds of dogs hold their tails in different ways. But in general, if you've got a tail that is wagging in a circular motion like a helicopter, (laughs) the dog is happy. If you've got a tail that's between the legs, you know that the dog is a little nervy or a little concerned. But... If you have a tail that's held very, very high and it might bush out a little bit, that's a dog that is becoming alert and aware. You know, it's a good thing humans don't have tails (laughs) because I I would never be able to keep a secret. I want to know when my dog sees somebody walking down the street or something, she gets this big ridge from her shoulders all the way down to her tail and her tail fluffs out. What does that mean? Well, that is, it's sort of technical form is called piloerection, which is just when you're, the dog's not feeling that comfortable. And um, some people say, oh, it's because the dog is trying to make itself look bigger. That's, well, that's what I've always heard. Yes, well, it's not, it, it, see, but it's not a conscious decision on behalf of the dog to say, oh, I'm going to make myself look bigger now because I feel uncomfortable. I truly believe it's an unconscious thing. It's something that just happens in response to feeling uncomfortable. And it's the same, I think, kind of feeling as when you are uncomfortable and the kind of the hairs on the back of your neck stand up or, (laughs) you know, um, you're feeling a bit anxious maybe. It's exactly the same thing. I understand that dogs can be, like humans, right-handed or left-handed or right-pawed and left-pawed. Yes, they can. They can. And I think this is important to know whether your dog is right-pawed or left-pawed or if your dog is good at using both paws. So, for example, if you're teaching your dog to do something, let's say something very simple, to shake, to shake your hand, and you're, you're starting with a right paw and the dog can't get it, and you might think, oh, my dog's stupid. Well, actually, it would be easier if you started with a left paw if your dog is left-pawed. So that's why I think it's important to find out how, what pawed your dog is. And, and you can do that by getting a toy, like a puzzle or um, a Kong toy or something like that, uh, a dog puzzle, and see which paw the dog uses to manipulate that toy or that puzzle. Now, they might use both to manipulate, which is great. Your dog is very good at using both. But a lot of dogs will either just use their right or their left. We get uh, lots of calls, and sometimes both the listeners and myself, we we have a tendency to anthropomorphize the feelings of our animals. Think we, we put human feelings on them. For instance, if they do something wrong, we feel that if they get caught, they feel guilty. Do they feel guilt? Well, as far as we know, they don't have the cognitive ability to do that. Now, in order to feel guilty, you have to first of all feel shame. And we humans are really taught to feel shameful. Now, in order to feel shameful, you need to have what's called theory of mind. You have to understand. 
understand that uh, how your behavior affects other people or that your behavior does affect other people. And we don't think that dogs can truly do that now. But, you know, still we're learning so much about these dogs. And even in the last 10 years, there's been an absolute mass in the study of or just it's kind of revolutionized our thinking with the amount of study that's been going on about dogs. So I would love to say they do feel guilty. But in fact, all of those maybe guilty kind of looking expressions, those body signals, a lowered head and wide eyes and a, a coward body are appeasement gestures. Mm. And they are being done because of your body language, in response to your body language. It is a fabulous book. It is called The Secret Language of Dogs. I have 10 copies to give away right now. Again, this is another good book for your dog friends for Christmas or, or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah, it's kind of a dog decoder. And that's what, you know what, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were looking at it yesterday and we called it the dog decoder because it will help you understand what your dog is thinking. It has a lot of full color photographs and you know how I love photographs and <laughs> Instructive Illustrations, a great book. And if you want to learn more about Victoria, you can head over to Positively.com. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. I'll be here. Well, my friend, once again, it has passed by so fast. If you need your fix during the week, head on over to AnimalRadio.pet or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download, a great app to have, by the way, especially if there is a recall or some kind of news that you need to know for the health of your pet. It's free. Thanks to those folks over. Oh, thanks to us. (laughs) (laughs) Download it now. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.